Hey. It's good to be alive, isn't it? It's a good day to be alive. Yeah. Lots of good and exciting things. So much to be thankful for. There are. We just came through Thanksgiving, and we're continuing to be thankful. <laughs> well, it's, sometimes you have to, you have to uh, make a choice to be thankful, don't you? It's true, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, that's not what our podcast is about. No, our podcast is about dreams. That was free. That, that was, was just that a was little info commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, what is our podcast about? Well, I'm I'm curious how you know, in when you're dreaming, how do you know what the dream is about or who the dream is about? Like when you're, sometimes you can have, I mean, a dream can be so intricate in the way that it's woven together. It's very difficult to tell what a dream is about sometimes. Like where is it coming from? Like last night. It wasn't really a full-on dream, but I dreamed that, um, well, I was wheezing. And I, I've, I've had a cold, and so while I, I, I didn't <laughs> know I was wheezing, but I heard, like, this baby crying. In your dream? In my dream. It was like, wee, wee, wee. Uh-huh. It, was, it was my wheeze. It was you wheezing. It was me wheezing. Incorporating it into your dream. I did that one time awake. Yes, you did. <laughs> you kept saying, there's a cat outside. There's a kitten outside. There's a little kitty. It I think it's trapped. Like, it sounded just like a little baby kitty. Yes, and you called me over the window. I did, and, and I, I leaned went, down close to the window. And we both were leaned way in tight into the window, listening. Yeah, because when I would, you know, when I wasn't focused on it, I couldn't hear it. So what did it sound like? It sounded like... Yes. Yeah. Well, you know. And I got up close with you, and you said, "Do you hear it?" And we would both stop breathing for a minute, and I, w- I wouldn't hear anything. I know. When I and then you would breath, start breathing didn't. again. <laughs> <laughs> the cat came back, and I was it's like, "Michael, true. I think the kitten is your breathing." And it was. Yep, yeah, it was. It was funny. But you had the experience last night, which is just fun that we get to talk about that because you gave me such a hard time over my kitten yes. experience. Now you have something. Now I get to turn around and say, yeah. hey, you actually incorporated yours into a dream. So that's, I mean, that's that's going one more step above and beyond me. So, But, you know, actually that's an interesting thought because – that's what we would call a soul dream. Yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't even think about that being a soulless dream. I don't know why, because there really wasn't anything else in the dream. I was just thinking, I need to find out what that where that baby is. Why is there a baby crying? Well, you know, soul dream in some ways it almost sounds like this is bad. This it is, does. This it is really a does. Bad dream. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it's not necessarily bad. It's just a. It's 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 a different source of our dreams. Mm-hmm. So. And you know, um, that's not the only time I've had that happen. Several times where I hear a sound, my body is hearing a sound because I'm asleep. Like when I was younger, my sister, um, she she was staying at Blake. She was waiting on a phone call from her boyfriend. I didn't know that. I went to sleep, and then the phone rang. And I remember, I don't remember what I was dreaming, but I just remember the phone ringing incorporated into my dream. And so you heard the phone so ring I, in the dream. In the dream, I answered it and I said, hello. But I actually said hello out loud. My sister was like, you crazy. What are you doing? I'm, this, <laughs> you're asleep. And, 
you know, it was funny. But anyway, so that was another way of something coming from a, it's an outside influence, you know, affecting, In, impacting, the impacting us. And the same thing can be true of, I think, um, one of the things I had mentioned to you the other day was, you know, when someone dreams that they're going to marry someone, our emotions, I think, can affect what we dream sometimes, like if we're happy, if we're sad, if we're fearful, if we're depressed. Um, right. Well, that, that's the nature of a soul dream is a so, our soul is composed of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so what we, you know, when you look at your mind, your mind is hearing the phone ring. It's mm-hmm. hearing you wheeze, you know, so your mind is incorporating that sound into the dream. Right. Your emotions, that's the feelings you're talking about there. The anxiety, depression, you know, anxious, uh, love, you mm-hmm. know, things of that nature. And determination sometimes, that, that determined will. will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, sometimes there are people who are determined they're, they're in love with this person. That person's going to be their spouse, and they've dreamed it, and, you know, that they're just hung up on that. Oh, and if they dream it, they're just, you know, they're just convinced that God told them to marry this person. Exactly, exactly. And it, it may very well just be their will, their emotions, their mind, their soulish nature pressing that button Yeah. instead of a dream from God. There are three sources of dreams okay. if we want to get down to it. Okay. This is not just us. This goes back as, at least as early as the first and second century, maybe further back than that. The concept of dreams coming from three sources – that would be dreams that come from our creator, God, inspired from outside of us and imparted to us as messages. Dreams that come from our own soul. That would be internal dreams, dreams that are stirred by our mind, our will, and our emotion. And then finally, dark dreams or demonic dreams, you know, dreams from the devil or adversary, just depending on the terminology you would choose to use. Uh, dreams for our adversary. They're, those are also external dreams, inspired, uh, often intended to create fear, anxiety, stress, things of that nature. Right. To spark those things in us, whereas the soul dream is much more from us already feeling those things and it's stirring up. I think sometimes people struggle with these three categories, not that they, they think they're wrong, but try to know where does it line up and in which category does my dream belong in. And a lot of times we say, well, you know, if you notice color or was it daylight, was it dark, what was your overall feeling? And when you get down to it, you know, um, it seems as though you can be you can be startled in a dream from the Lord. You can be afraid in a dream sure. from the Lord. But it's a different kind of fear, isn't it? Right. There's a level of discernment that you have to exercise, and that is recognizing the sense or the feeling or just that 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 knowing yeah. of where the dream comes from. Right. Because really, honestly, you, you can judge it a little bit by color. That's not 100%. We've talked about that before. Um, you can judge it a little bit by your emotion and feeling with it, but you're really having to trust and discern where that source is an awful lot. Um, because the, the actual dream itself could be very, very similar and come from any one of the three sources if you really stop and think about it. I mean, if you think about the dream that um, you talk about somebody who who just is convinced they're in love with somebody, yeah, particularly young, uh, married, marriageable age, single men and women who are infatuated with someone, um, 
and their emotions and their will triggers a dream that they get married to them, and now they're just convinced this is the right person. Yeah. That's a soul-based dream. But you could have a, a similar dream in its elements that you're getting married to someone, and it be a very spiritual impact, something that came from God, our creator, inspired type dream. Uh, you know, because the Bible is full of references to marriage and uh, the the Christian being the bride of Christ mm -hmm. and the, the Jesus being the bridegroom. So that could be metaphorical pictures. And yeah. you could have it in a dark sense of, you know, trying to push a person in the direction of a relationship that wouldn't be good for them. Uh and, right. and inspiring that dream about marriage. So the elements could be very, very similar, but be three different sources. And that's why it is very challenging. You yeah. do have to trust and discern where that dream is. We coming need from. help with that sometimes. Some people need help with that sometimes, don't they? They do. And that's a good reason for soulish, you know, uh, uh, for spirit led interpretation of soulish dreams or dark dreams or, or, or various things. Yeah. Can you think of an example of. Well, I, I remember an example from uh, my book uh, where a young man in uh, West Virginia sent us a dream that was really troubling him. Mm hmm. Uh, and it turned out to be a soul dream, uh, you know, that I could share that one. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I, I think right? that'd be great. So, so this young man uh, has a dream, and in his dream, he and his girlfriend have just broken up. Now, the girlfriend in the dream happens to be a young lady who he says he was obsessed with in high school, okay? Uh, and she quickly moves on and gets married to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting ready to go to his high, in his dream, he's getting ready to go to his high school prom, some kind of reunion, something of that nature. And his mother speaks to him and tells him that his old girlfriend is not going to be at the event. Uh, she tells him that his old girlfriend and her new husband, uh, that her new husband's a rock star and they're on tour. And that's mm -hmm. why she's not coming to the event. And he, you know, thinks at that time in the dream that there's this real sense of loss, mm -hmm. uh, stress, strain in his life. He remembers that he had stopped talking to her for a little while after their breakup, and he felt really bad that she had moved on and he was still struggling. And he was only going to the prom, you know, reunion mm -hmm. thing, event because he thought she was going to be there. Yeah. You know, that's in his dream. That's what it was. So he decides he won't go. Mm. and he's driving along then the next scene in his dream he's driving along in his car he said it's his current car not the car he had in high school it's a silver mustang and he is back in his hometown and he thinks about driving by our old house and he decides no that's not a good idea and he doesn't mm. doesn't do it and that's a dream that really really stirred up emotions in him yeah and he we awoke from that dream and he said he had tremendous regret for how he had behaved in real life in his high school time right. frame uh, towards this young lady who he was obsessed with. Right, right. It just really troubled him. And he said he had this tremendous sense of loss and regret and nostalgia, and it was just lingering and hanging on him. You know, uh, that's one of the things I, I try to tell people. When you're looking at, you know, where's the source of this dream, did it offer you any kind of hope? Did it leave you feeling... Uh, full or empty? Did it leave you? Did it leave you despairing? Now, I'm not saying you couldn't have a dream from your Creator that doesn't leave you 
thrilled. Yes, but it's usually to propel you to a new purpose, right. you know. I mean, there's it's like you said, there's some discernment that happens, and there's definitely a different feeling. There is. And all you have to do is just, if you begin to ask the dreamer questions, you quickly begin, they, you don't even have to tell, say anything to the dreamer. You ask them questions, and they begin to see for themselves. There's not hope in it, you know. Yeah, that's true. And it, it was usually from a soulish uh, Yeah, and this dream realm. was a very depressing dream. Uh, it did have an element that could be turned into hope in it though. And that's a cool thing. You know, we would be foolish as spirit led dream interpreters as biblical dream interpreters. We would be foolish not to acknowledge all three sources of dreams. Yeah. We can't say every dream is a message from God. Right. Because they're not. Uh, There are definitely dreams that come from our own desires, our body, Sickness, yeah. your your yeah. uh, wheezing was a right. sickness issue. Right. Uh, your body reacting, medications we take, chemicals and things of that and nature. And chemical imbalances even. Chemical you know, imbalances, food we eat even. Yes, like it, it can trigger certain things. Like I know that um, uh, when you're pregnant, you know, you have all kinds of, your hormones are up and down and you have some really weird dreams. We, you even said we have a category of... Um, um, Body dreams, body dreams. That, that are that basically pregnancy dreams fall into uh, that. Yeah, and actually, science has now told us there's some really interesting things because scientists now believe that mothers and babies can share each other's dreams. That's interesting. It's a really yeah. cool, cool concept. Yeah, but that's a real mixture in the dreams. Thus, yeah, all, all those things we'd be foolish not to acknowledge that there are dreams that come from the enemy, dreams that are soulish in nature, yeah. dreams that are just you know part of the natural process, the pizza you ate last night and stuff. I think the thing about it for me is that as a dream interpreter, one who would look at it from a biblical perspective, a spirit-led perspective, if I look at it from that angle, the dream that is a soul dream or the dream that is a demonic dream may not have any hope in it at all. Mm -hmm. But a spirit-led interpretation can instill hope into the dreamer even where the dream may not have inspired it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And when you think about this, I don't know what you actually said to the young man. I'm sure you encouraged him, but he knew in his dream. Well, first off, this is how when it comes from the soulish nature, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, son, your uh, your your old love is with a rock star. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you that doesn't get you, that. if that doesn't get you, what does, yeah. you know, and then so he has to deal with that. But wisdom, you know, it's like. Um, she's saying, you know, you, you don't need to go basically because she's not going to be there because he's going to, you know. And then, then he says he's thinking about driving by our house, but then he thinks it's not a good idea. Yeah. So he kind of knows inside himself anyway already it's not a good idea well, to, and that's, that he and needs that's, to move on. That's that little place of hidden hope, even yeah. in a soulish dream, that yeah. a spirit-led interpretation can bring out. What we talked about in his dream was that it was a soul dream. Yeah. It was a dream that was stirring up his old emotions and anxieties, and he was dwelling on those, and he was just lingering on them. But the spirit-led interpretation of this dream says, this dream says you're struggling with letting go of some things, Mm -hmm. but God wants you to know that you can choose not to drive by the house. In other words, you can choose to let this go and make a choice, a conscious choice to move a different direction, get over the anxiety, get over the stress, get over the pain, 
you can let it go. Because he did let it go in the dream. Yeah. He didn't drive by there. And interestingly enough, he says he was in his current car. This is all about his past and where he's been in the past. But now he's driving around in his, at the end of his dream in his current car. So that's a separate element in the dream. He's he's dealing with an issue from the past, but in his current car now that says silver is a color that speaks of redemption. And so there is the hope of redemption. He can let go of this. And that Mustang, that fast-moving, sporty car, it's really hip. It's the thing you want to be in. You can let go of you can you can redeem these circumstances. You can walk away from this, and God is saying to you, you can make a choice that makes a difference. Speaking of choice, the what we focus on is kind of what manifests itself in our life, isn't it? I well, mean, we, our mentor used to say, "What you focus on, you empower." Yeah, or what you focus on, you become. Or yeah. you know, it it's one of those things where I, I was thinking about. I think uh, we were on a trip recently. And I had two dreams, and I don't remember what they were now. I can't recall them. But I had two dreams that had something to do with something I had thought about the day before I went to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was something I had focused on. But it was definitely uh, kind of a soulish dream, two of them. And looking back, I'm thinking, okay, I was focusing on that topic, whatever it was. Right. And then it manifested itself in the dream. And I, whatever we focus on, we empower, like you said. And so we can get to a place where if we're not focusing on the right thing or on positive things, for example, if we're thinking about a lost love that we, you know, didn't take an opportunity to, or if we're lonely, we can go down those those roads of causing us to have more of a soulless dream. Whereas if we are preparing ourselves before we go to sleep, being at peace, going to sleep with peace, Right. You know, a restful attitude. For me as a Christian, spending time in prayer or reading the Bible. Absolutely. I try to center myself before I go to sleep on God and good things. Mm-hmm. I, I read uh, I read my Bible before I go to bed at night. I read my Bible when I wake up in the morning. I mean, it, it also affects us during the day because we can have daydreams. Right. And so what we say or what I tend to tell people is, to the level that your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions is ruling in your life. That's governing your decision-making process. It's governing how you approach things. It's governing what you're thinking about. To the degree that your own desires, your own thoughts, your own uh, feelings are governing you or driving you, you're going to be subject to having soulish dreams. You're not going to get as many dreams that are inspired by God as messages from Him. Right. But if we let our spirit rule and and our relationship to God becomes prominent and primary, then more of our dreams start coming from God. It also yeah. tends to block out those night terrors, nightmares, fear dreams, those things that are dark dreams from the enemy or from our adversary. Because those uh, also need a little bit of a soulish um, uh, foundation to be built on. In other words, there has to be an open door for those dreams to be sparked or inspired to some degree. Yeah. And so um, that that concept of going to bed with peace, uh, seeking God, praying, reading the Bible, 
those sorts of things have are a big impact on keeping our dreams on the side that we're looking for. Especially for me. I mean, that is my testimony. That is true for me. And um, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I'm getting a little froggy in my throat. Well, I just thought you were dreaming. Yeah. I, I thought it sounded like I was very emotional. Okay, sorry. Never mind. That's your kitty cat. That, that was you, my kitty cat. Yeah, you lost kitty okay. cat. So, but yeah, uh, you know, and, and let's let's mention since we're talking about the source of of dreams and where they're coming from, we talked a lot here now about soulish dreams, but let's mention the the other side of of those, the dark dreams or the demonic dreams, because mostly what we talk about on this podcast is uh, uh, spiritual dreams or dreams that would be from our Creator. So dark dreams or demonic-type dreams would tend to be dreams that both are somewhat colorless, uh, uh, somewhat colorless and, um, you know, fearful-based, and they tend to play off our fears, our issues, and like I said, a lot of times uh, need a little bit of an open door. I talk to people about this idea that um, if you have a lot of night terrors, one of the first things I'll ask, particularly a teenager, or nowadays even like a middle schooler, one of the first things I'll ask is, do you like horror movies? I used to love horror movies. I know a lot of people who love horror I movies. Mean, I didn't. I didn't want to watch the gore, but I liked things that scared scared you. You know. Well, and today there's a lot of gore, but yeah. the genre of horror movies is one of the biggest open doors to night terrors there is. And listen, I am not trying to be critical of the right. people who like horror movies. Right. I'm not saying you need to stop watching those things. You know, that's not. They may, but I'm yeah. not saying that to them right now. I'm saying. It's an open door because it disturbs your spirit and your yeah. soul. And it, it creates an avenue through which the demonic can play off something you've seen, play off something you fear or something that's caused anxiety in you, and push a dream at you that you wouldn't otherwise have. You know, I, it's, it's interesting because, because I was one of the, the people, <laughs> you know, that used to do that. Um, I think it's because I was interested in the supernatural or the unnatural, whatever, you yeah. know. I was interested in, you know, uh, ghosts and uh, things that you couldn't see. And what's what's unique about that is that is a, that's my faith now. Yeah. That I, I, I serve a God that I cannot see, but I believe He manifests Himself all around me. And you know, when I think about it, was darkness. I was drawn to it because, well, for whatever reason, it's mystical. It was unusual. Uh, I I never looked at my uh, 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 Christianity in that way. Now I do now, not in a dark way. But in a very mystical way, I yeah. see Christian, you know, unique things in Scripture that we don't uh, we don't give credit to sometimes, or that we don't, you know, there were seers in the Old Testament, there were prophets in the Old Testament, there were and in New Testament too. Those are things we don't really talk about very much, or what the church doesn't really give. Uh, I say the church. Some churches don't really give a lot of credit to that, or won't even speak about it. 
And I think I was longing for what was within me, which is some giftings and some things that the church wasn't talking about. So well, I went to where it was talked about in a weird kind of way, and to, to dark movies and stuff. Well, I think it's right. You know, we, you know, we're coming up on uh, a new Star Wars movie that's coming out, Ooh. and I mean, you know, my kids love Star Wars. So Your kids. I love Star Wars. I was I was twelve when Star Wars, the original one, came out, because I was exactly the age George Lucas talked about. He made the movies for, so yeah. I do love it. And I recognize, I know some people may get offended by that, that I like Star Wars and things, because I recognize that the force in Star Wars was inspired by some Taoist Buddhist concepts that George mm-hmm. Lucas looked at. But the me- the, the meta- metaphor there of this light side and dark side is a real thing in the spiritual world. Uh, we serve our creator God that I would call the light side, light and, 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 and inspiring and, and godly and spiritual. But there is a darkness. There is the demonic world and a dark yeah. side. And if you're rejected by the light, not the light of God, but the people dwelling in light, the, the church, mm-hmm. which has happened an awful lot, because you are interested in supernatural things and maybe the particular church you go to or whatever's not, you're going to get drawn to the darkness yeah, because it's also supernatural. Right. And so, I mean, that's a real issue. I mean, I know churches and I know Christian people who would basically be offended, not that I like Star Wars, but they'd be offended with the idea I interpret dreams yeah, because they would shut it down. That's supernatural and it's passed away. Yeah. And that drives people who are inspired by supernatural things. Yeah to look for an alternative and horror movies and uh, even games, occult type games. Like Ouija, Ouija board. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. When I was Those, little, I wanted a Ouija board and I have to say, I think, I think my sister got one uh, or somebody in my family got one for a present. And I can remember playing that and it scared me so bad. But I also believed that I wanted to, no, there was something else out there. And at that time, I don't even think uh, my family's going to church or anything. So I really had no concept or understanding of God. But I was seeking Him. Even at a young age, I, I didn't know I was. Yeah. But I was looking for that. Well, you were looking for the supernatural. And when it wasn't offered to you in the Christian faith around you, you looked to other sources. And that's what I love about dreams. Yeah. It's a place we can experience the supernatural nature of God at a very introductory open level. Yeah. And God can, you know, we can hear the the inspired uh, spiritual interpretation of a dream and we know that God has spoken to us. Yeah. But but when you're opening yourself up to dark things, you'll get the dark side of the supernatural. That, that's exactly that's, right. You know, that's the even some of our soulish stuff can open us up to the the supernatural, the dark side of, of those things, the demonic side. You know, drug abuse, for example. Mm-hmm. Drug abuse can begin as soulish openings for soulish dreams, mm-hmm. but it can quickly turn into and lead into openings for demonically inspired dreams, nightmares, night tears, fear mm-hmm. dreams, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. You know, it's really... It's really significant. I think I think this was a good topic for us that we would take up this concept because we spend so much time talking about dreams that are inspired by our Creator. Yeah, we forget that some people are experiencing the soulish dreams and the demonic dreams, and just need to know that they are real. Yeah, and that a spirit-led interpretation can still 
bring life and hope out of something that seems a bit hopeless and lifeless. Right. Yeah. I had another topic that just popped up in my head, but I know we ain't got time for it right now, so we'll have to do that another day. <laughs> yeah, we just write it down and we'll cover it next time or something. Let me just say to folks out there who are listening, uh, if you've got topics you'd like for us to cover, then shoot us a message on Facebook, send us an email, drop us a note on our uh, website, comment on one of the podcasts. You can find our podcasts on iTunes, on Google Play, on Hushka is our, our, our host. Uh, but on a lot of the different podcasting sources, rate us and leave comments on those things. Uh, that helps us to let other people know what's going on. But shoot us a message and tell us if you've got questions or topics that you want to hear about. We we would love just to, A, know you're listening, and we mm-hmm. really appreciate somebody uh, made a, a, a comment, a rating on our podcast this week on iTunes uh, that we just, you know, we had asked people to do that. And we had, oh, I don't know, several comments on Facebook and then, somebody uh, making a, a review on uh, cool. uh, iTunes. And those things encourage us. Yes. So we appreciate that very we much. We do. So. I mean, because we're not – we enjoy doing what we're doing, but we also want to know that somehow it is blessing you or uh, causing growth for you, causing you to think about things, your spiritual life, and um, hopefully, hopefully drawing you closer to your Creator God and – and if we can be a link in that and help with that, we want to. I mean, it's these true. are very, you know, you can sit and listen to these podcasts in your home by yourself, no matter what your faith is. You may not be a Christian. You may be Muslim. You may be Buddhist. Buddhist you know, and no faith at and all. you may say, I, I, I love this and I want to hear more about this. And we're happy to share that. Yeah, we, we're not going to hide the fact we come from a, a relationship and a faith in God yes. that lets us do this. But uh, we love our audience, period, from yeah. all walks of life and Absolutely. all faiths. And so we really do appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook. If you look up uh, Dream Stories, you'll find the Dream Stories podcast page on Facebook. We're also online, uh, mydreamstories.com. And we really appreciate you checking out those things, checking out, subscribing to the podcast on the various sources, and uh, just giving us feedback. It's a great thing. Yeah. So. We'd love to hear from you. We would. Well, that's it. That's all our time for today. So until next time, I'll end as I always do and say, keep dreaming.